Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bless Show. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. I'm super happy and super stoked to be recording this episode. We have a special guest with us today, and uh, without any further ado, I would like to introduce Ian Paget from UK. He's the founder of Logo Geek. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. First of all, thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate well, very uh, you taking the time. You're very welcome. I'm I'm honored to be on the show. So thanks for your time. <laughs> it's a pleasure for us. It's a pleasure for us. So just a quick introduction of Ian. He's a, he's the founder of Logo Geek. Probably, I think uh, if you are a logo designer, you're you have definitely bombed on this website. Lots of resources, lots of, um, other than that, first of all, amazing work because he's a great logo designer. He's been in the industry for the past 10 years. And when I started out, which is two years back, I, I looked up to him, learned a lot from his work as well as the blog and the podcast and the community that he has. So it's a pleasure for me. It's an honor for me to have him on the show and learn all the expertise that he has. So once again, thank you very much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you for that introduction as well. Um, <laughs> Logo Geek is something I've been working on for a number of years. And uh, I'm sure you know yourself, you do a lot of this stuff just at yeah. home in your office and you don't really uh, realize the impact it makes. So it's nice to know yeah. that what I've been doing is, has helped you um, at some point in your for sure. uh, career. Yeah, for sure. And it's still being, it still is uh, a lot of the posts that you put in the blog posts. They're really helpful. I always keep on checking them. So thank you for all of that you're putting out. Uh, so we'll just start the show with uh, a short introduction uh, of who you are, where you're from and what you do. So that just in case people don't, somebody doesn't, isn't familiar, they can get more connected with you. Yeah, sure. So like you said, my name's Ian. Um, I've been a graphic designer now for about 15 years and uh, most people know me through my work that I've done um, around logo design um, and uh, yeah most people know me as like logo geek um, and that was a project I started around five well maybe it's probably about seven years ago now it's been a while um, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah I'm based in the UK I live just outside of uh, Manchester and uh, yeah, hopefully that answered that initial question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we would, I, I would just like to know, just uh, when we, oh, I was, as we were talking about your career, just like to know, did you start it out um, all by yourself or do you have a design degree? So that we can, you know, we can relate more when we are talking more about yeah, your story. Sure. Okay, so in, in terms of my, um, my qualifications, I have no formal qualifications in graphic design um, I've, I've been doing it now for probably around 15 years but when I started um, uh, my very first graphic design related job uh, was actually uh, within a company where I started working in a warehouse mm -hmm. now, this was a long yeah. time ago okay. um, uh, the the very first job that I actually had prior to that was as a print finisher Mm -hmm. So I know early on that I wanted to do something creative or graphic design related, um, but I, I didn't go to university. Um, I, I I would love to have done, but um, I am the youngest of quite a large family, and um, 
my parents when I was, you know, around what, 16, 17, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my, I, I remember quite well my dad telling me, you're not going to university. All of my other kids have succeeded without going. And uh, I, I never had any plans to uh, argue that. But I, I was really lucky. Um, so, yeah, the, the very first job I had was as a print finisher. So it wasn't as a graphic designer, but there was a graphic design team within that company. And what they would do is they would print stuff out and they, they would bring it into uh, our team. And we would basically finish it all off and make these large format prints. Uh, but I, I used to ride a moped to that job and I had an accident on there and I needed to leave that job. And I, I basically needed to find a job really close to home. And uh, it's, it's where that warehouse job came in because I had a friend who worked at this place just down the road from where I was. Mm-hmm. And um, he got me a job there. I was, what, like 18, 19. So, you know, it was, it was a job I could, I could walk there. Um, I, I never planned to... Um, stay there for me it was just a temporary position until I found something more suitable for me mm-hmm. and uh, I remember in that initial interview saying I, I'd love to be a graphic designer and uh, you know for now this kind of position is great for uh, team building and yeah. uh, growing in confidence stuff like that and uh, it was it was around six to eight months in that job they offered me a position in uh, what they call a product support and education team. And that was primarily an admin-based position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a very small percentage of the job, like 10%, was um, creating posters, brochures, um, material for like a national sales team. So uh, like I said, it was, it was a medical company. So we did these posters showing how the cables were all set up and stuff like that. So the team... Um, but, uh, where I say I was lucky at that time in the business, this team, and I didn't know this, uh, there was two people within the team. They would work in, uh, Quark Express. Mm-hmm. They would, they would work with the team internally, mock up what they wanted, and then they would pass on to a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because I was really passionate about wanting to learn uh, more, even though that was the, the very first time that I had ever even touched a Mac or any of the uh, software. I mean, then, then we was using Quark Express and um, Illustrator and Photoshop, but <clears throat> it was basically a job where I could learn, I could learn on the job. I could make mistakes, but uh, they, in terms of learning and improving my skills, what I did is I, when I got home, I would watch as many videos as I could. Like there, mm-hmm. there wasn't, I don't remember there being YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> that, would being, been, that would have been really hard. Yeah. Um, but what I was able to do, uh, I found, I, I, I think it was around the time, do you remember torrent sites where you could like download? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found some training videos uh, from Linda Learning and I, I watched through all of them and I learned so much uh, from that in my free time. But also mm. within the job, what they did is because they saw potential in what I, what I was doing. So I was able to do a few illustrations and 
a few like basic threefold leaflets. I mean, it was really basic stuff in, compa in comparison to what I um, can do now, but that's showing capability and um, they, they invested in me. So the print company that they used, I think they made some arrangement where they would stay with that print okay. company if okay. I could have like an hour a week. So for a six week period, I went there, sat down with their um, uh, print manager and he basically taught me. So in terms of my early learnings, it was from that and then basically learning on the job. Um, I was with that company for around five years and I went from knowing nothing to being able to uh, work on all their print material, brochures, uh, exhibition stuff. Um, I did a lot of technical illustration work and photography. Um, and then I, I moved on from there to a web design agency. And in terms of the logo design stuff, my it was something I really loved doing. I really enjoyed doing in, in the um, company that I worked for. Uh, it had a nice balance between the um, illustration work that I really enjoyed doing and also problem solving. So I did a lot of that in my free time. And that's that's basically where Logo Geek came from. Um, it was just something on the side as a passionate project and um, yeah, just kept learning and reading and, and sharing content. And um, it is, I mean, thinking back now, it's, it's kind of nuts what, what it's turned into because <laughs> now here today, it's my main source of income. And um, I, I find it unbelievable, like the price that I'm able to charge for a something that seems fairly like a logo when you look at a logo on its own on the page it's, it 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 looks fairly unsubstantial but you can actually um make quite a lot of money if yeah. if you could do a really good job of working on a logo so hopefully that answers your question uh, yeah it's, totally I, it's but, one of those topics i could talk about for a long time unconscious yeah that we want to get and and such a great story such a great story because i think uh stories like this you know they spark that interest and that passion and for people those who are not having any design degree i think mm. this acts as in motivation and inspiration and that's the reason i ask my guests you know how they started out because real life stories connect way a lot better than just bookish knowledge which is i have personally yeah. experienced that because i started on my own i started this thing as just a hobby and having no idea of turning it into a full-time business or time freelance stuff considering the place i am in uh it's not at all considered a mainstream uh you know a, a mainstream work that you might go after mm. college mm. so so something that sparked interest in me and something that motivated me was to listen to people those who started out all on their own they're self-taught and they use the resources they have they practice and they learn everything uh, with just the passion they had. So mm. I, I find personal stories and uh, stories like this very uh, a, a very powerful tool to spark mm. that interest and to spark that passion. Because for some people, this might be this might be the last stop that they might have. They might be in a you know verge of quitting or verge of being disappointed that you know this is not going to work. So I always ask my guests, what is their story like? Because that always feels more connected. So thank you for sharing your yeah. story. Yeah, you're Such welcome. And just a few um, thoughts on that. I think with graphic design, 
um, it's it's basically a skill that you can prove that you can do. Yeah. Um, totally. You know, with with anything like I don't know something like law or uh, accounting or something yeah. more complicated, you need that piece of paper to demonstrate that you can do it. But with graphic design, even if you have that piece of paper, you have to be able to do this job. So, um, if 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 you are able to demonstrate that you can do good quality work, you know, work on a, um, a portfolio of some kind that you can show to people, that would allow you to get a, a job doing graphic design or, um, you know, get clients of your own doing that kind of work. It, you, you don't really need the piece of paper. That provides credibility and, and I think that gets the door in a lot of places. Um, so it is hard and not having that, but being able to actually physically do the work and demonstrate that you can um, solve problems in a graphical way, then you, there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to uh, work in this industry in some capacity. Totally. As you mentioned, you know, you can charge good amount of money, you can earn good amount of money yeah. and that money uh, can't be, you know, you, you can't earn with the piece of paper that you have. You definitely yeah. need skills and you definitely need the, the amount of, you know, capability that you need to have to get the yeah. work done. So hopefully that sparks some inspiration and some motivation to our listeners that even if you don't have a design degree, be motivated enough and be sure enough that if you have the passion and the dedication, you definitely can do it. So, yeah, I think I think where university comes in is that you do get the guidance and mentorship, and when you do it on your own, you make you will make a lot of mistakes because you don't have that direction, and it's one of those things you don't know what you don't know, and I think that's where university um, helps. But we're in the the day of the internet where uh, you can find people that can help with mm. mentorship um yeah. you, you know you don't you don't you don't need to have someone that's mentoring you all the time but there are podcasts out there that uh, provide uh guidance and direction there's um you know communities whether they're free ones or they're paid ones and there's a lot of people out there now especially in the graphic design space where uh people are uh offering consultancy and all sorts of stuff so like I said, uh, university, you do get that guidance and you yeah. don't get that on your own. Um, so you, you have to be sure to put time into reading, watching videos, learn, like basically learning all the time. Yeah. I think it's the nature of the industry anyway. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that never stops. That That is yeah. something that <laughs> should always go on. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, now jump on to the topic of the show that we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's a very uh, interesting topic and it's something that I think... Uh, every uh, designer or let's say every entrepreneur might connect it to that you can never master this topic you can never master this process but mm -hmm. you can keep learning with the trends you can keep learning with uh, with with uh, you with how you proceed with your business so it's a very interesting topic something that i would like to talk about and when I, when I had the opportunity to ask you for the show, uh, right away I knew that, you know, this is what I would like to talk with uh, Ian because uh, I have seen, I have heard your podcast and uh, you have a good network of people around and with the experience you have, 
I definitely know that this episode is going to be a helpful resource for people. So the topic that we're going to talk about today is networking for designers. And uh, we just start with the first uh, subtopic that I would like to ask Ian to talk about is uh, how to start building your network as a designer. Because as we mentioned, uh, the we will live in a day, we live in an age of internet. And uh, mm-hmm. s- some people like me, if you talk about me, I started it out with no knowledge, with no sense of business, to be honest. I don't have a background in business. Neither my parents have, neither my family has, or I didn't even have any degree whatsoever related to that. So when I started out, I was just trying out things, learning from them, learning from the mistakes, and then figuring out, uh, no, I shouldn't go this way or I should go this way. So uh, if you could give your input on how actually people or designers, specifically beginners, to be honest, can start building their network as designers. Okay, I, I think this is quite a complicated question, and I think uh, that one of the first things I want to address is what are your goals? Because um, I think growing an audience here today is relatively easy, mm-hmm. but if your goal is to get clients, I, I know people with tens of thousands of followers on Instagram, and they struggle to get work. And the, the primary reason for that is because their audience are made up of other graphic designers or, you know, people that um, are not their potential target audience. So I, I think that's worth addressing to begin with, because I think growing an audience um, is, um, has its benefits. Uh, for example, that, that's something that I've really focused on since... Um, I started Logo Geek is basically just growing followers. I mean, to be honest, in the beginning, I was just chasing numbers. And um, I see a lot of other people doing that. And I think it becomes uh, what people describe as vanity metrics that they don't really mean (laughs) anything. So um, I, I think it'd be worth breaking this down into two parts. So just growing an audience for influence, you know, within the industry, for example. And... Um, growing your network to get potential clients. So uh, which one to begin with? I think, yeah. I think um, we'll start with the network for clients. Yeah. Uh, so, because uh, I, one, I, I truly believe that there are a lot of resources available at this point to how to grow your audience mm-hmm. as a community because that is what Instagram yeah. is all about, to be honest. Instagram is all about yeah. community at this point. And as you mentioned, this is something that I was talking with Tom Ross as well, he was mentioning he knows people, those who have hundreds and thousands of followers, but they're broke. And he also knows people, those who aren't on internet, but they're making millions and millions of dollars with the business that they have. So I think uh, talking about networking as a designer and growing your base as a client base, that's something that would benefit more for us as well. Yeah, sure. Um, So... I mean, a, a, a lot of what people talk about now um, online is niching down. And one of the primary reasons for that is because you can really hone down who your target audience is. Yeah. And if you know exactly who your target audience is, you can work out where they spend their time, um, 
what events they go to, what kind of places they're going to hang out. And um, I, I think that's where a lot of graphic designers uh, struggle. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd even put myself in, in that net because uh, whilst I've niched down in terms of primarily offering logo design, I haven't taken it that one step further and niching it mm -hmm. down to a specific um, uh, audience. But I've, I've got other um, approaches to how I've been able to get business. But I think if you are able to do that, really hone down exactly who you're targeting, then you know where they're going to spend their time. And uh, with that as well, uh, another piece of advice that I've, I've been given is uh, go where the, the fish are. And, uh, and what I mean by that is you go where your target audience are, where people are looking for uh, graphic designers. And I also like to say be the only graphic designer in the room as well. So if you, um, so it ha has a hypothetical exercise. Say if you was going to be targeting, um, I'm going to use um, a friend uh, Craig as an example here because he targets schools. So, um, so targeting schools, where do school owners spend their time? There's apparently groups online. So a lot of people spend their time online. There are Facebook groups. When mm -hmm. graphic designers group join Facebook groups and interact online, it's generally with other graphic designers. But yeah. like I said, there are groups online where school teachers might be spending their time. So that could be on Facebook, that could be on uh, LinkedIn, uh, there could be lots of different places. Or they could be at events. So you could work out uh, what events uh, school owners go to. Uh, I don't know what they are because I haven't done any research behind it, but when you know exactly who you're targeting, you can work out what events uh, they go to. Uh, my, myself, in terms of mingling with clients, I quite enjoy going to um, like entrepreneurial type events. And there's there's a couple of that I've been to where they're relatively high ticket price and the the one of the benefits of, of going to those is that a you know that they have money and they they invest in themselves yeah. but also um uh, because they are investing in themselves they want to improve so you can go to those events and uh just make friends with the people because i think in, in terms of uh, if you're thinking about your network, your network is basically who you know. And if you make friends with uh, people that own businesses, if, they are the, if you're the only graphic designer that they know, when it comes to the point that they need graphic design work, they'll who are they going to go to? Yeah, they'll of course, they'll come to you. Yeah. So um, uh, one piece of advice that came from Joanna Galveo that comes to mind now is that uh, when you when you go out networking, the idea isn't to go there and pitch what you do. The idea is to go there and just make friends with people. And I think that's been one of the most important pieces of advice that I, I've got from uh, you know around the topic of networking, because I've I always used to go to networking events and take my business cards and and think that you start talking to someone and then you need to do your what like. 30 second sales pitch <laughs> it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that go go to an event meet people 
make friends with them uh, you know be very likable just be yourself but let yeah. them know that um you know that you work in graphic design and another piece of advice from uh, joanna as well is she make friends with them get to know them become very likable basically makes friends with them that's, that's how, where it comes down to but she will literally ask them who does your graphic design do you need any help with this or do you know anyone that might need help with this and i think that's another important thing is to just ask yeah and then you would get clients um so hopefully that's covered that side of uh network and being very intentional so understanding who your target audience is and then going mm. to the places where they spend their time um in terms of just building an audience around your topic which is uh what i focused a lot of my time on uh so on Twitter primarily uh, up until now and uh, Facebook as well. I've quite intentionally built an audience around, well, for, I, I built a page for people that like logo design. Yeah. So that could be other graphic designers. It mm. could be people that want to be graphic designers or, um, yeah, it's, it's unlikely to be clients. Um, so I, I think that's one important part of this. Why I want to make it really clear is that if you want clients, don't create a page that's targeting other graphic designers. You have to be really intentional. That, that's why I've made sure to address the um, first part um, uh, clearly yeah, there at the beginning. So, yeah. okay, so um, how I grew my audience personally uh, is. On Twitter, what you can do is you can quite easily find other people that are sharing mm -hmm. similar content to you and you can see who's engaging and in interacting with their content. So around six years ago, it doesn't work this way now, but when I first started posting, what you could do is you could go on to um, Twitter, search for similar accounts and then follow the people that have followed them. It's the, yeah, the unfollow, the follow unfollow strategy. Um, it works, but you don't really build proper relationships. And um, you, can grow, you can grow numbers, but I, I, one thing I've really learned um, in the last two, three years is that relationships matter more than numbers. Yeah, so, totally. um one thing I like to do and one thing that you can do to uh, build numbers in that way is like I said, just on Twitter, you can search or on any account. This can work on any social media platform. Search for accounts that are similar to yours. See who's commenting and interact with them. And why I say that is because you know that they're already interested in similar content to what you're sharing. And you can build relationships one-on-one. -on -one. And if you do that every single day, uh, you know, by the end of one week, you would have seven followers. Two weeks down, you'd have 14 followers. You More know, interested it, it builds on your up. content. Yeah. Yeah, it, it builds up over time. And because you've spoken directly, mm. you're gradually building a network of people that you know 
and um, even though it sounds like not many, so seven, fourteen, yeah, that's only doing yeah. one person. But if you had that conversation with two or three people a day, which is doable, you know, it, it doesn't take yeah. that long to like someone's post or comment or respond or retweet. It's it's easy to do that, and I think that's that's probably the easiest way now of of building an audience simply interacting with people that are interested in similar content to you. Uh, one thing that I would add um, as well is that it's easy to do this, to, to, to find people to, sh- to, to comment and retweet their stuff, but there becomes a point where they're going to be looking at your profile, sc- scanning through your profile, and they would choose whether they want to follow you or not. And that's where I think you need to properly prepare your profile. It doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter what platform it's on, but make sure that you have um, a good image. I think if you're hosting as yourself, even if, um, you know, if, if you're, if you're a single person business, put a picture of you, you know, it's a person to person thing. So you don't really want to be having a conversation with a logo, put your picture on there. It's worth investing in a photo shoot or you may find someone with a good camera. Just take, take some good photos, put a headshot on there. Um, make sure that your, uh, all the information on there is good. Make sure the images on there are good. You know how you can have a nice, uh, header profile image on a lot of platforms and um share content frequently as well share content that's relevant to what you're doing so for me uh my my accounts are all around logo design so when someone follows an account about logo design there's a certain expectation of what they would expect to see so like i said if if i've if i've gone on social media started speaking to people interested in logo design they look on my account and hopefully fingers crossed they're looking at oh this stuff's really good i really like what this guy's sharing i'll follow him and you just keep doing that if you do that every day it's small actions every single day so like i said um it could be just one person or a handful of people depending on how much time you have but engage with them you'll like some of their posts comment on them uh send them a message have a chat basically make friends with one person at a time and um that's how you build an an audience that's how you build a network and keep doing it every day and it will just keep growing yeah one thing that i take away is that focus on building whether it's client focused or whether it's the building a community focus uh i think the most important thing is to focus on connection and not on count uh yes. because it's uh, specifically to be honest in this day and age where people are just focusing and you know rushing towards getting more followers and just mm-hmm. you know getting that hitting that million mark and being the first one to reach million views and mm-hmm. because it's all about metrics at this point and that is so uh you know appealing for young budding designers uh especially i see on instagram uh young designers coming up and they're like uh i'm putting the same content as somebody else who has more followers is but why is it that i am not having that amount of reach or not having that amount of result or output but something that they 
they don't see is the amount of hard work and the amount of experience they have uh, over the years that they did. And this, this is the result of probably 10 to 15 years of dedication and hard work. Mm -hmm. So because social media is so easy that you can make it look like, oh, he started an account last year and now he has hit 100,000 followers. I started doing this for the past two years, but I'm still at maybe, let's say, 1,000 or 2,000 or whatever it looks like. But it, it's, it seems so easy and it seems doable. But at the same point, uh, the hard work and the you know, experience is, it, it's died down with the fact that you just have numbers. So totally agreed with the point and um, something that, I also have been learning a lot is that build connections and not focus on count and not focus on the mm -hmm. metrics, whether it be client work and whether it be uh, building a community. So as we're talking about social media, I would like to ask you, what are your thoughts on social media networking? Um, because as we are talking about the, you know, the side effects of having uh, social media numbers and the focusing mm -hmm. on metrics kind of mindset, uh, do you think that social media networking can lead you to a productive and efficient output as that something that you go out on event and reach out to people or network with people? So what are your thoughts about social media networking? Um, well, for, for me, if I have, if I never started posting on social media, I wouldn't be doing a lot of the stuff that I would be doing now. You know, we wouldn't be having this conversation now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have my own podcast. I wouldn't have, I, I probably wouldn't, I, I don't think any of the Loka Geek stuff would be here if mm. I hadn't started posting on social media. Because for me, um, whilst, whilst we talk about not chasing the, the numbers, for, for me, because I did build an audience, um, it, as the numbers started to grow, I, I had a real sense of commitment because I'm like, oh, I created this account about logo design. I need to keep sharing stuff. And, and for me, I feel that's really grown my, my passion even deeper because I, I need to keep on top of the news. I need to find the latest thing about logo design that's come out. I need to understand what's happening. And like for me, that, that's led me down a path to read all of the books, to read all of the posts, to um, bring people together and create communities where people are talking about logo design and just learning so much all the time. And um, I mean, I'm not keeping that to myself. I'm sharing that with anyone that wants to kind of join me on that journey. So there's been that part of it that you know having an audience even small at the beginning it just gives you a sense of commitment to them and you want to give the audience what they expect um also for me um i've been invited to things that are impossible any other way so for example being invited on juries so a, a lot of graphic designers chase awards um, but I've been on the jury for a lot of them and I feel like that gives a lot more credibility than winning awards. If you say to a client, oh, I've, I've been on the jury for this, this and this. And 
um, quite early on uh, with with my Logo Geek account. Uh, I don't think Twitter is as big as it used to be. I think Instagram is a lot bigger now. Uh, but I think it was around the 8,000 mark, so when I had about 8,000 followers. I was still doing what I'm doing now, so still sharing the, the latest stuff and engaging with people. Um, I got invited to judge for Logo Lounge. I don't know if you've heard of that, but... Yeah, uh, yeah of course, of course. We yeah, have Bill, heard of that. <laughs> Bill Gardner, I had a call from Bill Gardner and he invited me oh, that's uh, awesome. to judge and um, I got to know uh, Bill and I've been invited on a few other things. Some of them I reached out to because I've mm. been able to yeah. um, mention that I, I run and manage uh, yeah. a social media account around logo design. I'd love mm. to get involved in this. Um, I think having that audience, uh, you've got the, you've got some ammo you know, you can yep. you, you can reach out and say, "Oh, I'll help promote this." Yeah, what they say it. is social proof <laughs> of yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also it's of value to them. You know, if if it's a logo design competition, yeah, or logo design, um, yeah, I guess it is a competition. Uh, yeah. it, they want access to logo designers, and you know, just sharing and talking about it will get them. Um, more business, so to speak, because at the end of the day, awards are businesses, really. Um, yeah, so there's been that, and also, um, at, you know, a few years down the line, once I've built up a significant audience, working on it every day, like I said, you know, uh, connecting with people and building up an audience, um, I got to a point where I could um, create sponsored content. So, my, uh, the podcast I run, I, I have a sponsor, and they, they pay a certain amount per episode, and, and you can you can also um, share affiliate links and stuff like that. So I'm you know got to a point where I'm making an income from it. Um, I would say with that, there's easier ways of making money, <laughs> um, but you you can generate a, a an income by having an audience. So hopefully you can see. You know, for, for me, there's been a lot of value to um, sharing on, on social media, but there are some things that concern me about, about it, especially for um, uh, young people. And it's funny, I was speaking to, um, I think you pronounce the surname Yanda or Janda, Michael Janda. Michael Janda, yeah. Michael Janda. Yeah, I, sp- I was speaking to him earlier about this because on, Instagram in particular, I see a lot of young designers copying what he does. And, and I, I, I don't think that's a good thing because um, Michael's goals and position is very different to, you know, 16-year-old graphic designer that doesn't have a job. So for, for Michael, he is uh, preparing... Uh, these little slide presentations. Yeah, it's in trend at the moment. And uh, Michael obviously spends a lot of time on that. It's really good content. You slide through, sharing them on a daily basis. Um, it probably takes several hours to put together. But 
you need to bear in mind his position. He, he is later in his career. He built mm. a successful business, sold it. You know, he he has. He, he's not chasing clients. He he could probably. He's, he's kind of retired at this point. He doesn't need the money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he doesn't really need the money. So for him, he has the time to do it, and mm. also. Um, he can funnel that into things that make money passively. So he has books, he has uh, consultancy. And uh, another thing he mentioned is that a lot of the carousels that he's, he's creating, mm. he is actually uh, sharing uh, content that he's working on for future on his, projects. For his new book. Yeah. 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 So mm. um yeah, so he's he's in a very different position to say, um, you know, you and I, you know, we need yep. clients. We need clients. to, you know, we need money coming in. We need <laughs> we need to keep on top of that. So investing all that time into creating these carousels, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. what they say, they, they take like yeah, two I, hours. Yeah, I totally agree because I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because a post, a, a post. I don't know how long the shelf's life is for a post on Instagram, but mm. what an hour and you know, your people that follow you will flick through it once. Yeah. yeah That's a yeah. lot of work for yeah, totally. um, little value. And especially when um, there's much easier ways to get clients. So mm. for, for me, uh, I know we're talking a lot about social media, but one of the primary reasons why I put a lot of time into social media is because it opens up opportunities yeah. that are great for SEO, that are great for search engine optimization. So most of my clients come from Google search. Mm. And um, social media is, is one of the um, uh, metrics that, google look at along like there's loads of different metrics but social media is is one of them but um a lot of the really good opportunities that have come up that have been amazing for seo have come through um things like being on juries so when you're on a jury you get a little link and you get a backlink you get a backlink from a high profile website that you couldn't get any other way um, I've also been invited by like sites like Creative Block to write for them. And you can't just email them. You can't just email them and get on Creative Block. They they invite you on. So by having uh, an account uh, that's really focused around logo design that that is influential, I would say is probably the best word to use it. Being seen as an influencer on Twitter has its value so you know guest blogging doing interviews doing um, you know on juries and stuff like that there there are lots of little opportunities that might just come up you know two or three times a year but when you do get that link it has a lot of clout Holy. so Holy. that that's one of the main strategies for me is getting those awesome opportunities to 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 get these links and um for, for me it's got to a point now where it doesn't take long to post what like two minutes three minutes a day i'm not really chasing numbers i'm just i i, I like to think of it like um 
say if you're trying to burn a fire and at the beginning, you know, you need to collect all the ingredients you need to, well, all the logs and stuff. And then you might start there with the, um, with the sticks and, you know, trying to get it to, um, you know, get it lit, but it's, yeah, but it can be quite hard. So you really need to focus on, on like one thing at the beginning and just get it burning. And once it, once it's burning, then you can come away and step away and do something else. So for me, like Twitter in particular, I didn't put that much energy into it anymore. I put more energy into something like running a Facebook group, moderating a Facebook group. Mm. And now that's got to a point where I'm working on a, like a paid community oh, and, and I put more energy into that. So, you know, if you, if you see building social media as, uh, rather than trying to do all of them all at the same time, get one fire burning, get it to a point where it's got some flames. So like Twitter for me, it's like two, 10 minutes in the morning posting. And then I can spend more time on another, on another account. But at the beginning it, I was spending a lot more time yeah. because I had no followers. I had no, I had no one to, that would engage with the content. So I think mm. uh, with social media, you, you kind of need to do one at a time and, um, totally build things up from there rather than trying to do everything. Yeah, totally. That's, that's really powerful. Specifically the, the starting the fire part that you mentioned, that is really powerful. And how do you maintain a consistent relationship with people in your network? Let's say you meet someone, um, let's say you go out to an event and as you mentioned, going out on entrepreneurship events have helped you to, you know, get connected with prospects. How do you keep yourself connected with them is it that you keep messaging them every month hey what's up going on just checking up with you or how do you what type of approach do you use to be connected with them um it's 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 a good question and i i I don't know the 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 best answer to it but what what i tend to do um Mm. Say, say if I go, to, if I've been to an event and I've uh, made friends with a few other business owners that could potentially become clients, yeah. uh, what I normally do after the event is um, ask them, hey, do you have a card? It'd be great to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. I, I, I collect up the, the cards and then afterwards I, I just check in with them. Hey, it's great to meet you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then share some message specific yep. to them. And in terms of keeping up to date with them, it is, I, I, I don't think I'm particularly the, the best at this myself, mm-hmm. but I, I guess in an ideal world, you'd, you'd, you'd check in on them. But one thing I do and um, how I've kept in touch with a few of them is I've added them on Facebook. I've added them on LinkedIn Mm. and the the beauty of social media yeah then again <laughs> is, we're jumping um, on it yeah 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 we uh people share their statuses people share what they're up to and mm. uh without even doing anything providing you follow them you can see what they're doing and you can comment you can interact yeah. and um i i think in in that sense you you keep that connection uh yeah. going 
yeah you know one way or another you'd you'd, yeah. you'd know that they've become a, a client or not so yeah. i don't know if that answers your question i i know it, it does it does like i would like to <laughs> yeah yeah i would like to add on you know something that you can use social media as once again as an advantage to build your network is let's say you meet uh, a music producer or mm-hmm. a songwriter and they come up with a new album. This is something that I'm recently trying out. So it, it, it might not work for some people. But let's just say that they, they just released an album, recently released an album, and you have already connected with them on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever that looks like. You can just give them a shout out and on, on your account and just let people know, hey, uh, recently been with friends with so-and-so and they just released a new album, you know, so that that support and that favor makes them also aware of the fact that yes, the, the other person is trying to build a connection and, you know, you never know what that leads to. So if you are too um, shy to always keep in touch with people and uh, if you, if you aren't willing to actually, you know, um, ping them and, or just engage with their stuff. This is something that you can also do that might work for you because at this point, having a shout out or appreciating someone's work is a big deal for people as well. And that's always nice and generous thing to do. So yeah, something that I would like to add on what do you yeah, um something i've been thinking now and again it's following on from uh, a conversation i had with michael jander earlier mm-hmm. um he he told me that um anyone can be a client yeah uh, I, he he told me this story of um i think it was an in, an intern uh, that came in to collect something from his studio he was really friendly you know, asked about her life, what she does, you know, was, was genuinely interested. Um, and, um, yeah, she came, she collected that and then left, but she eventually became, uh, quite an important person, at a, a big company. And, uh, he ended up getting all of the business from that particular company. And, uh, I, I think it was like in the millions of dollars, uh, kind of business over the uh, duration over the duration of that uh, relationship but mm-hmm. i think one of the most important things is uh we're talking about meeting like potential clients here yeah i yep. think you need to be quite genuine and not expect anything from it yeah that, that's why when i why i keep going back to what joanna said is making friends with them being quite genuine and asking them straight out like uh who does your graphic design at the moment because you don't want to keep checking in with them Mm. in hope that you might get some (laughs) some business i think there becomes a point where you should be able to know them well enough to just be straight up and say you know is are you aware that i do graphic design is there anything that i can help with or i'm looking for more clients similar to what you're doing is there anyone Mm -hmm. that you can recommend I think you just need to straight up ask. Yep. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Yeah, totally. Um, if you if you don't really care about what that person's doing, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you should be doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it goes. It always mm-hmm. goes back to what your goals are. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Really appreciate the fact that you took your time out and shared so much. 
and the short span of time based on uh, networking. And um, I can't wait to put this out <laughs> uh, because that is going to provide so much value to the listeners as well. And personally, that has helped me to learn a lot of things as well. So thank you very much once again for being on the show. Really I, you're it. very welcome. And if you or anyone uh, watching or listening to this have any questions, I'm, you know, find me on social media, ping me a message. I'm, I'm always happy to um, help when I can. Yeah, where can people find you? Are you available on Instagram or Twitter or which is the most uh, available um, platform I'm, that you are I'm on, I'm on most platforms and I tend to uh, see the uh, messages. So, um, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you can find me on my website. Um, if you were just to search for Logo Geek on whatever platform, you should be able to find me. Yeah, totally. Uh, I I I still remember uh, reaching out to you on Instagram when I uh, listened to your podcast. Uh, that podcast with uh, somebody who who was um, into uh, a lot copyright stuff. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I don't know the name. Um, yeah, uh, Gordon heard... Firemark. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Gordon Firemark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I listened to that uh, particular podcast, and um, you know that helped me to get some information about copyright and stuff. And uh, I reached out to you on Instagram and you were so kind enough to reach back. And uh, so so definitely I'll be sharing the links of all your social platforms as well as website oh, and you. all the resources that you have on the show notes. So if people uh, want to reach out to Ian, uh, check out the show notes, check out the links or just type in Logo Geek. Um, even a Google search might land you up with all the social profiles he yeah, has. Yeah, so <laughs> once again, thank you very much for being on the show. Really oh, you're very it. welcome. You're very welcome. And thank you again for the opportunity. It's been really great to chat with you. Yeah, the same here. It's been a pleasure and it's been an honor to learn so much from you. So, all right. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for listening to the show. I hope you guys have a good day. Uh, stay safe. Stay happy. Keep creating. Peace out. Thank you.